listeners, welcome to another episode of Kids Ministry 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and we are so glad to have you here today. We are talking about things that we need to talk about as kids ministers. It's what we always do here in the podcast. Today, we have a great friend, Landry Holmes. Hey, Landry. Hey, Chuck. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing great. Are you surviving the, the virus okay? Oh, yes. You've, you know, now you've not been sick, have you? No, I have not been sick at all. So I have some family members and friends, but I have not been sick. All right. So now let me ask you. So first of all, Landry Holmes is a manager of publishing for Lifeway Kids, oversees our publishing content and the production of um, Explore the Bible Kids and Bible Studies for Life Kids and the Gospel Project for Kids. And he leads our publishing teams. And uh, he's... he's uh, just a great leader, a good friend, uh, has a great heart for ministry. And so we uh, wanted to talk here on the podcast about the importance of what we teach. And so I thought, who better to talk to than Landry? So we're going to be talking today about trustworthy content and the importance of teaching trustworthy things in, a tr- in trustworthy ways. But first, before we get to that, Landry, I want to know, you know, we'd like to ask questions that are personal. To get to know things. We're, we're kind of in this new phase of the lockdown. They're not really lockdown anymore. We're kind of opened up and back out in the world. But we are in a, uh, although lockdown is maybe not as serious as it was, mask on is. And so I want to ask you, where do you have a mask that's like the go-to mask? Or do you wear disposable ones? Do you have a special one? What's your mask theory? What do you wear? Ah. Well, my wife has made me some cloth mask, so I okay. wear a cloth mask. Now, I have some that go over the around the ears, and I have some that go uh, behind my head and then on top of my head. Like, and I like that better than I like the one behind the ears. The one behind the ears, I feel like make my ears stick out. So, the ones that she's made are they? Is there a pattern or a design of some kind? What is it? What do they look like? Well, so. I have my two favorites are one has um, construction vehicles on them. So oh, I that wore that. That sounds like a VBS. Well, it is. I wore, I wore that for concrete and cranes. Yeah, VBS you did. In the park. We had VBS in the park so we could social distance. And so I wore that mask there. And then my other mask, favorite go-to mask is the Texas Rangers mask. Ooh, okay. I like this idea of having a little bit of personality on your mask. So, you know, I'm not, I don't think any of us really love the whole mask thing and we're hoping it goes away really soon and we don't have to live with it. But in the meantime, it's kind of become a new way to express yourself a little bit. So I don't have any branded masks, but we did have a friend who made some fabric ones. So I've got a couple different plaids, you know, in different styles that are fabric with the thing around the ears and kind of pleated. So here's, I've got a yellow one uh, that's near me and I've got one that I just kind of hang on the mirror in my car. Are you doing that? No. It's kind of I, like the, you know, when you graduated from high school and you hung the tassel on the mirror, yes, people uh-huh. now, you hang your mask there. Uh, or they hang their fuzzy dice on the mirror. Fuzzy or, dice. You know. uh, I remember when fuzzy dice were cool. I had yes. uh, a, a 1960s car when I was first learning to drive and uh, and wanted to get fuzzy dice like from the local carnival to hang up there. Funny. <laughs> Maybe we need a fuzzy dice mask. That we can there wear. you go. Yeah. Hilarious. 
All right, well, let's talk about content. Um, Landry, content is so important. Um, you know, we uh, the, a lot of us are in ministry because we love kids. We want to care for kids. Um, some of us are are really uh, perspective on ministries. We just need to show up and love kids. And there's truth to that. It's important that we are relationally connected. But it also is important that we are teaching solid uh, material that kids can latch onto and that we're really connecting them with, with biblical truth, not just nice to hear things. What we teach matters. And so I think that scripture would support that what we teach matters, Landry. And is that, is that true? In, even in kids ministry, is that true? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it, thinking about what the Bible says about teaching, I remember uh, how Paul told Timothy and reminded Timothy that what he learned from childhood, uh, what he learned from infancy, the scriptures that he learned were instrumental and were actually uh, required for Timothy's faith journey. Hmm. That Timothy would not have been where he was, a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, a teacher of biblical truth, if his mother and grandmother had not raised him in a way of teaching him the scriptures. And so Paul was very clear that it's important that uh, children learn. Moses was clear it's important that children learn biblical truths. We know that from Deuteronomy. Hmm. So, uh, yes, it is important what we teach them. And Um, James is clear that as teachers, we have a higher responsibility. We'll be held accountable for the things that we teach. Exactly. I mean, we need to be careful that what we do teach is biblical truth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of Christians and adult Christians who who think that the Bible says one thing when it doesn't say that at all. Mm-hmm. It's just things that we've heard, sayings we've heard all our lives, and we attributed the Bible. So when we teach kids the Bible, we need to, first of all, go to the Bible and make sure that what yes. we're teaching is biblically true. Sometimes we think, Chuck, that we have to embellish Bible stories mm-hmm. and and add things to them. We do not. Uh, I mean, the Bible has been around thousands and thousands of years. Parts of the Bible have been around, were around thousands of years before Jesus. Mm. Uh, And so kids were taught the Bible then, just like we want to teach kids the Bible today. We doesn't need embellishing. I mean, the Bible has battles. The Bible has family drama. The Bible has action. If the Bible has all the things that make good stories because the Bible is God's story, the the creator of everything, the creator of story. Mm. And uh, the only thing we need to do is not, instead of embellishing it, we just need to make sure we have the facts straight and mm. that we tell it in a way that captures kids' attention. Mm. But we tell it truthfully. They don't need us to make up stuff. We tell it truthfully, but tell it in a way that is engaging and and because um, the Bible is very engaging. Well, we and, and we'll talk about several different aspects of this idea of teaching trustworthy content. I think one of the pitfalls that a lot of kid leaders can fall into, and there are a few, one of them might be teaching the same few stories again and again and again on repeat. Uh, where we, you know, we teach uh, um, Noah's Ark and we teach, you know, Moses in the Red Sea and we teach the plagues and we teach, you know, uh, certain things uh, about Jesus to the Gospels, but maybe limit to, I think we've heard 10 or 15 stories there that are often the most repeated ones. 
why is it important that we teach more of the Bible than that to kids? Well, our ultimate goal in teaching the Bible is to teach it in a way that points to Jesus. Yes. And the entire Bible from Genesis through Revelation points to Jesus. It get, so it's it's one big story. Hmm. You know, we've heard those kinds of terms before, but it it is one big story from cover to cover. Now, there are parts of the Bible that we're not going to spend a lot of time with kids. And there are other parts of the Bible that we're going to spend more time with. But the stories that you mentioned, they are part of that bigger story and they are important to the redemptive story. But taken in isolation, we don't really get to Jesus. So it's important that we teach all of the Bible in order to really point to Jesus, because the Bible is God's revelation of himself to us. Hmm. And ultimately, that revelation is through the living word, Jesus Christ. Um, so, so again, it's important because the entire Bible is God's revelation of himself. If we want children to see God in the scriptures, then we have to teach all the Bible. And many of us from our own childhood, I'll speak for myself, from my childhood, grew up in the church and heard all the Bible stories many times. And, and yet it, it, was, it wasn't until I was an adult in Bible school that I, that I really pieced together the idea that these, you know, that, that we're so often taught those things as little separate chunks rather than as part of a grand narrative of what God's really, what he's doing. The Bible is one story, like you said, from eternity past to eternity future. Uh, it's all pointing to the Messiah. Correct. Correct. And sometimes when we cherry pick stories, we do so to teach a, um, you know, a moral lesson or something mm. like that. It doesn't, the Bible does teach life application. The Bible does does teach morality, but it's so much more than that. So when you teach it holistically, you're teaching the redemptive purpose of God. You're teaching about who God is. You're teaching about who Jesus is. And yes, we will learn life application. Jesus taught life application, hmm. but his ultimate goal wasn't that. His ultimate goal was for people to know and experience God and to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Mm, and, and we talk uh, as, you know, as leaders of Lifeway Kids, we, we talk quite a bit about the difference between uh, behavior modification and heart transformation as what's the ultimate goal. And we, we know that we can change a child's behavior by telling them do this or do that uh, to try to get them to be good or be nice or behave a certain way. But really, the, that lasting change doesn't come until it comes from the, the heart changed by relationship with the Lord from the inside. Then the behavior follows. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. And we as teachers not only want to teach that truth, but model that truth. Hmm. So, so we don't need to just be modified in our behavior, but our hearts need to be in the process of being transformed. So, okay, there's, uh, we've been working together recently on a new ebook that uh, is gonna be out probably by the time this episode airs. And so we will include a link to that ebook in the show notes uh, of the episode so that you can find that. Um, 
I don't want to say URL right now because I don't know what it is right now as we talk, but we're working on a new ebook that is called 10 Attributes of an Unshakable Kids Ministry. And one of those attributes is that your ministry is built, it's, you design a kids ministry that's built on trustworthy teaching. And so this is a segment that's in that ebook uh, that we want to point people to and they can find out the other nine and spend some more time unpacking that as they evaluate their ministry. But as you wrote this section, Landry, on uh, building on trustworthy teaching, you mentioned two words that I think are worth unpacking that you just alluded to. One is the things that we teach implicitly and the others is the thing that we teach explicitly. Tell us the difference and why they're both important. Well, we teach implicitly. Implicitly, I can write that word Chuck better than I can say it. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we teach it through our relationships, by our actions, and by our attitudes. So that's implicit teaching. It's not necessarily the the uh, the content of the teaching, but it's how. How we relate to so actions and attitudes. That word implicit sounds a lot like the word imply. It's like we it's implied by how we live, right? We, we display exactly. it. Yeah. And, and we can't do that unless that we earn trust from the kids. Okay. So how do we build trust with the kids? Well, one thing is very simple. Follow through on your promises. Mm. You know, in simple things like, okay, after we have, after we, uh, hear the Bible story today. We're going to play a really fun game. Well, you got to make sure you play a fun game after the Bible story. Could you promise that? How You also build trust by taking care of their physical needs. If they're hungry, they're not going to listen. Mm. If they can trust you to feed them a, a snack, that builds trust. Those simple things. But also we build trust when we allow children to suffer predetermined consequences of inappropriate behavior. So if we say, okay, you behave in this way, here's the consequence. We have to carry through on that. So they trust us not just to take care of the good stuff, but also to carry through on when they do some things they shouldn't do. That's implicit. Explicit mm -hmm. is is with our words, what we teach, that content with our words. That's when we teach explicitly. And the trustworthiness of that depends on the content. Mm -hmm. You know, everything, I believe, everything we teach in the context of kids' ministry needs to be biblically based. Yes. Everything. It needs to, the main point, the activities, the games, the songs, the crafts, everything needs to point and designed in such a way that it points to teaching kids biblical truth, intentionally teaching them. And we have such little time with kids mm. that, that we need to craft every session around whether the session is by zoom or or you know uh, virtual like so many of our bible sessions are right now with kids or it's in person uh it still needs to be crafted around biblical truth what's the bible say uh and and when we teach it we need to be careful again that we're teaching what the bible says not things that we may think it says but what the bible says, and that's where we teach explicitly, where everything we do is crafted in such a way that we point kids to God's word, ultimately to Jesus Christ, the word mm. of God. So I think there's, uh, you hit on something that I think is really important to uh, for us to take note of during this season. 
That is, it really doesn't matter how we teach, whether that's in person, whether it's through video, whether it's through we could write someone a note that has trustworthy content and biblical truth that, that we put on the printed page. Um, there's many ways in, in how we can communicate in person, through video, through writing. But what we teach is of the utmost importance. So the, the means is changing. And we're in a place where, where many of us are trying to figure out all the different opportunities we have to make those connections into new ways of doing teaching. But we need to be careful in the midst of that not to compromise what it is that we're teaching. Exactly. And on that note, I want to just remind all of us that uh, whether or not we're teaching virtually or teaching in person, it's hybrid, whatever it is, we are teachers. Mm. Now, there's so many times I've heard people say, well, I'm not a teacher. I just want to help. Mm. But, and that's honest. That's an honest assessment. But the moment you get on Zoom with a bunch of kids or with any, any number of kids, or the moment you walk into a room, or the moment that you uh, enter the park where you're having VBS at the park, you are a teacher because you are an authority figure. You're mm -hmm. an adult. Uh, even if you're a teenager, you're a teenager, but you are looked up to as an authority figure. You are automatically a teacher. And so many times when I teach, and I have people who are working with me, they say, well, I, I don't really want to teach. I just want to help. And I try to point out, you are a teacher just by being here. Mm. You walk in the door, you walk, you, you walk through the um, computer screen, <laughs> you yeah. are teaching, and uh, we're teaching them something. Mm. What we teach them is a choice. And that's what we're talking about. We can choose to teach them trustworthy content, or we can choose to teach them things that really don't matter. Landry Holmes, thank you for this reminder. Yes, what we teach matters, listeners. And so let's be very careful to assess what it is that we're teaching, to, to use a, a wise plan of discipleship for our content that we teach week to week. And whether you're teaching in person and meeting together face-to-face, uh, -face, or if you're teaching virtually through Zoom or through pre-recorded videos, it's so important that we use materials that are created by trustworthy publishers that you know have been vetted and have been prepared by people who uh, who understand how to teach age appropriately uh, biblical content to kids. And we do that really well at Lifeway Kids. And so I want to encourage you, if you are a user of Bible Studies for Life Kids, uh, the Gospel Project for Kids or Explore the Bible Kids, lean into that content. We are doing everything we can to make it easy for you to use the videos and teaching materials whether in person or at home or to push to the family. Uh, if you don't use one of our resources, I want to invite you to check them out. Uh, the great place to look, to compare, to see, show, share, and compare those resources is at teachkids.lifeway.com. There you can click through the framework, the scope and sequence, and uh, some other information there and see sample sessions all with a click of a mouse at teachkids.lifeway.com. Landry Holmes, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Chuck. It's been great. All right, listeners, thank you for joining us. I want to encourage you again to check out that brand new ebook. Look for the link in the show notes for this uh, recording, and you can find that brand new ebook that's a free download 10 Attributes of an Unshakable Kids Ministry. Get your copy today. Thank you for what you do. We'll see you next time on another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. 